Yeah. Yeah. What's good? Yeah. Nothing much. We're back on our Wednesday schedule with recording the podcast. Yeah. I and, am. Uh, uh, you're back from the Florida. Yep. We uh, traded places for a little bit. Um, Timor is in this apartment. I was in Florida, so mm-hmm. we had a little, little swap. Um, but we're back, and mm. New York City is warming up and popping. Dude, yesterday and today were so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Have you, you? So you said you were outside earlier today. Um, yeah. What yeah. were you up to? I uh, was feeling like, uh, like I had like kind of headache, and I was just like, I just felt like I, I was like. Um, in some kind of like void of some sort. And I was like, I need to just like get moving, do something mm-hmm. to just get blood flowing. I'll be fine. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk to Washington Square Park, only a few blocks away. And I mean, it's just like pure chaos there. And like, mm-hmm. it was just mad fun. Like, talk to this guy. Like, I like this guy's like art. So I was like, potentially going to buy one of these like small pieces he had. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up talking for like 10, 15 minutes and like, there was like other people that came by and we all were just like talking. I don't know. It was, it was just mad chill. Um, and then it, you've seen like side talk or. Side, yeah. 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 You know how there's that like Spider-Man with like the Tim spider cuz. Yeah, bro. I saw, I literally was with him <laughs> and I'm in the background. I'm literally like in the background of one of the videos. So they had like this like rap battle. Damn. Um, but it was mad funny. I was just like chilling and like, whatever, just walking around the park. And then like, him and his like crew just came walking through. It's hilarious. Damn, Spider Cuz. Schultz yeah. did a promo for his uh Radio City show, which is on Saturday. Uh-huh. And um he had Charlemagne dress up as Spider Cuz and like That's hilarious. His, his promo is really good. He has like a lot of like New York heads in it, like famous yeah, yeah. New York heads. Like the side talk guys are in it, the guy who says Byron, that guy yeah, was yeah. in it. Um there's something about like Schultz that I really like that like he's he's like a New York like he's really repping New York like yeah, yeah. he he and like a good way too in a he good like way. and like it's not like polished up really but it, and it's not like overly like selling these points it's just like I don't know he's just genuine no he's the man and I right. think like there's a there's a certain like ego drive I have to like be like a New York like someone who's known in New York, you know, like rest right. of the world, whatever, but like to rep your hometown and like walk around this, like it would mean so much more to like walk around New York and get recognized by New Yorkers. Sure. And like get the approval. Like, no, that's a real New Yorker versus sure, like sure. all these famous heads who like moved like the transplants. Like yesterday I saw a DJ and for a while DJ was like thinking about moving to Bushwick or like Bed-Stuy. Cause you know, that's kind of his scene. Mm-hmm. And I saw him yesterday randomly on a walk and I was like, so what's good? And he's like, nah i can't do it anymore i'm like why he's like just way too many transmits like there's no one there anymore who's yeah, from new york yeah. and it's right. like it's a fact and there is something like i was at a party two weeks ago and i met this kid malik and he like went to wagner like manhattan like fucking manhattan kid and we were just talking new york and he was like dude like i live in bedsty it's so refreshing to be able yeah, to just yeah. speak new york with someone yeah yeah and uh I think a lot of non-New Yorkers think like the New York talk is like hood, but it's really not. It's just every, like everyone who just grew up here, like, and had friends talk that way. If you didn't talk that way and you grew up here, you didn't have friends. Like dead ass. I had some, I was talking to someone the other day about like New York lingo and they just were like completely in the dark about it. And I was like, yeah, I, I I can't help you then. Like, yeah. um, But yeah, it is, it is. I don't know. I guess it's been the narrative in New York for quite some time is that like the mm-hmm. artists and stuff have been pushed out by, you know, like finance pros, tech pros, whatever, like as, as money has come in, it's like kind of pushed mm-hmm. the culture out. And now like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, to your point, it would be nice to be like low key known in New York. Mm-hmm. Even Spider Cut, like Spider I mean, does. Like, <laughs> He walked in the park and like everyone's like, oh, a decent percent of people like turned and were like, yeah, mm-hmm. he has power. Fuck. Um, yeah, I was I was walking with Sean the other day and he was like, dude, with that first chapter when I moved to New York and like I would hang out with your friends, like I had no idea what you were si- saying. Like it was a different language. Fuck. It is though, and like, yeah, Fuck. when you, you don't want to stop talking that way. It's like, yeah, you no, like, you'll turn it off for people who are not from here or like whatever but when you're talking to people from here like that's like it's kind of yeah i mean it's kind of like 
I, I it's almost like when I mean no, it's one hundred percent like when I meet Pakistani people or like maybe the way you feel about like Westchester heads, like the Italian Westchester heads that you grew up with. And when like you, you encounter one of those people, like there's just like a shared understanding, like, Oh my God, like finally. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I actually, yeah. I, I, I met someone at work the day that grew up that went to my high school, just like, I don't know, almost a little, like a little around like 10 years uh, before me. And it was just like hilarious. Cause we were like, exactly. Like you just know what both of us have like mm-hmm. grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's mad funny. Like in in high school in the city, uh, there was this kid, Ricky Smith. You probably don't know this, but there was this kid, Ricky Smith, who was my year. And I think he went to lab. He started throwing these parties called Lost Generation. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like spawned like, I mean, they were already happening, but all these like, like famous New York high school parties. Like if you talk to someone who was yeah. a New York high school kid, like a pu- public high school, not even public, like. New York City high school kid between like class of 20, probably class of 2012 to 2014 high school graduation and like tell them, like yeah, ask them about like Lost Generation, ask them about I'm Schmacked. And then that oh, carried yeah. over into college. Maybe that yeah. was a college thing, actually. But in, that was a college, yeah. Okay. Early college. But we had also, um, fuck, what was it called? The, the Bronx Science track parties, bro. The Bronx Science track team was like, they would throw the wildest fucking parties and there were people that were just like famous like in that scene it's crazy bro there's something about like the animal the social animal aspect of us that just is like attract like people bubble to the top of any fucking like social like sub subgroup social you know like that are just well known by everyone in that group even if they're like not famous you know like i think it's just like having a high eq and like just mm-hmm. being very personal like charismatic like i don't know i think like or very hot <laughs> yeah but i mean you take like, someone like but if you take someone like people in college like you know it's just the same people in high school find the same mm-hmm. group in college and then like postgrad so mm-hmm. i feel like yeah i think the thing is is like if you're known for doing something and you're like good at it like I, not even good at it. Like you do something unique. Like when you were cutting hair, like I'm sure there was some like that through that you like met people and got introduced to different like social scenes. And then when you For would sure. be out in parties, you would recognize like, Oh, what's up? And like introduced me. Yeah. And, like when we were doing the band, like when we started actually playing shows, like I met so many people that year. Right. So I think it's like, I don't know. It's one of the exciting things also about being in New York. And we were talking about this right before, but like moving to a different city right now versus being in New York, like there is a cost associated with meeting new people, which is not, it's a good cost, but it's also, it's still like a time commitment. And there's something about like being somewhere where you're kind of established in a certain way. Like you have like your circle and they're continuing to grow and everyone's staying here for a while. And like summer's about to be like really fun. No, I, I agree. And I also think like in New York as well, like, I mean, there's always the, the saying always, right? Like if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Like mm-hmm. when I was in Florida, it like really solidified like what, how much talent like comes and stays in New York, even for mm-hmm. like a decent period of time. Like any restaurant in Florida, even if it has like five stars, is like bottom, like three stars in New York. Mm-hmm. And like the people you meet here, like the average person you're going to meet there versus the average person here, it's just like, worlds apart yeah um, i think there is yeah i mean it's just a magnet for talent and interesting people for sure which is kind of the only thing it has going for it <laughs> honestly but it's yeah but i mean the that's weather's like, cap but i think that's like such a like any city can have like a million variables right like let's say there's like 20 variables but like social aspect is like off the charts disproportionately like important mm-hmm. at least for many people yeah um yeah no i'm really excited i had, I had a, before you reminded me about something when you said like oh being like known in new york in this book i'm reading right now they were talking about how like someone was like this like influential ceo like let's say like ray right like mm-hmm. ray in like the finance circles right like people like bow down to him you know people in like i don't know that are in his sphere or like praise him right but like mm-hmm. If he were to go to, I mean, he's kind of like class, like a class A celebrity, but like 
if he were to go to like, I don't know, like kind regards, <laughs> yeah, or like his son's like basketball game or something like that, like yeah, all the kids are gonna treat him like normal people. Maybe mm-hmm. the parents will, but you know, it's just like so interesting how in certain at certain levels of status, like you can have a huge amount of influence in like one circle, but like literally be irrelevant in another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd rather be extremely like successful in a narrow circle than like globally yeah. successful. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the perks of global success probably like Ray and I mean, we're talking about an extreme outlier, right? Like one of the greatest investors ever. But like, sure. think about like a Bill Ackman, you know, like, again, on his way to maybe Ray status, like one of the most legendary investors. He's, like, he's up there. I would say he's as he's probably more popular than Ray. Maybe. Because he's like, younger, like yeah, he's younger. He's he, like, like more recently made like really big like deal that made a lot of money. Like, um, is kind of getting hype. I think he's also just more like controversial and like, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I agree. But like, you know, I know a lot of people that would have no idea who he was. You know, but he can still like, to, like get into any restaurant he wants. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you were to come to like a party, right, like. Most people are going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I think like that's the like the the highest level of fame I would want. Like I wouldn't want more than that because I think like imagine being like a Timothy Chalamet. Like I'm sure it's very satisfying to the ego, but like he can't go anywhere. Like, no, I, I would even say even Bill like Ackman is probably too like. You think too much? Would be inconvenient. Like I'm trying to think who would be like probably Naval, right? Like Naval like well-known but like if you were to walk around new york like i don't know a tier two tier three city mm. maybe someone even a little less famous than him like maybe like i don't know Hasib's probably too low but somewhere between like Hasib and naval like there's probably a sweet spot there the problem is like i would want the perks of fame like like getting into like just getting into any restaurant you want getting invited to whatever you want like cool like deals partnerships Hasib probably gets a lot of that but not all that but like i don't know he'll probably he's probably he's on his way he's a rising he's on his way yeah i mean like think of what he's done in like five years like from fucking app academy to like podcast with vitalik and fucking right the ball you know and like that's how you know you made like a prime he's in like a prime prime area too yeah like crypto like investing and venture right I was reading today about this this girl who like dropped it at Harvard, worked at like Apple for a year, then was like gonna do something else. And then she like on a whim like emailed this like partner at Andreessen Horowitz and basically like, hustled her way into like an internship, which like was like apparently unheard of. And then after like a year, because like the crypto space is growing and changing so quickly and no one's mm-hmm. really like an expert, like there's like some title inflation, but she's a partner now, which mm-hmm. is like off the charts and saying mm-hmm. so yeah but she sounds smart as fuck yeah yeah but i think it's one of those things too like if you go to if you're in an environment where things are changing so quickly like mm-hmm. even if you have slightly more like context or information than like someone else it's very leveraged it's like yeah it's just through the charts like how, how different is it I'm meeting a bunch of people. I'm going to the office tomorrow for the first time. Yeah. So I'm meeting a bunch of people. So I'm pretty stoked about that. You going to see uh, the boy? Eric's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. He doesn't work at home. He only goes into the office. I know. I he know. doesn't like working from home. Is he coming on Saturday? I don't think so, but maybe. Some siblings are coming, so. Hmm. Yeah, yeah Mano's going to come. Fine. Um, Marissa's coming. We'll have, it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be a squad? Yeah, yeah. The pregame was fun. You would you would have a good time. I'm sure. No, it was just bad trade off. Not bad timing. It was just yeah. My whole grade was like, like literally everyone I'm friends with in New York in my grade was at Knicks. Fuck. Yeah. So it was just my plan was to go for a little bit and then leave, but I was like, nah. There's no. I know. Once you texted me like I'm going to this, I was like, there's a very high chance I don't see. I just feel like every single time you chill with Henry, is Henry going to be there on Saturday? think so i haven't seen henry in mad long yeah outside lens didn't really feel like it counted because i would see him for yeah, 10 seconds that. and he had his boys yeah, yeah and your bum ass was rolling with his boys it was mad fun i'm sure and it was this 
this uh when we went out was was a really good time it's great to see. no elsewhere was cool man yeah um it's funny how places like either of us have been and then it's like in one weekend it's like you know when it rains it pours mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i just i'm like i really just like i'm really excited right now to get my my own place in new york because i've just been in miami for so long like i'm excited yeah. to i'm aiming for like a july 1st move in but I hear that's a bad season to actually move in. I hear like coming up is pretty good, like June. I, I think it, I, I feel like COVID kind of shuffled everything because mm-hmm. like people like didn't sign. There wasn't like this big surge, as big of a surge in the summer. But I'm sure there's still a lot of things that'll come on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything's. I mean, it's just cr- like the supply is so low. Like how do, you, how do you think about the trade off between location and space? I think it just like depends what you want to prioritize. Like for me, honestly, like my apartment by in no in no stretch of the imagination is like large, but I could probably live in like half the size and be fine. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, because for me, it's not really yeah, and it's not like and you have a know, big things, closet. Your yeah, closet's huge. I know, I know. But the things I do aren't like space dependent. Like what I like a, a huge loft, like sure, but like in terms of like trade-offs like mm. yeah i think this is a, a solid spot um i don't know like for you you want to have like instruments but i mean i just need it yeah like i have a big desk i i don't your space is like i would only need a tiny bit more just because of the the guitar stuff and then the ice plunge like the, the plunge, plunge takes up space like i feel like you could put the plunge maybe if you got like a smaller couch probably do yeah. more things or put the plunge by where the table is i don't know um so it'd be hard. nice to put on the roof honestly <laughs> yeah it would be cool but yeah. i don't know what the legality of that would be it's ah, also quite heavy i mean fine. it's not it's gonna it's not gonna yeah it's not gonna fall through the roof but <laughs> um also i wouldn't want other people going in it like i i can't t- imagine the yeah pl- but the plunge, people I'm could like spit it in or something like i'm just saying like there is you know the possibility you know for what sure. i wish for a lock on it yeah, I could throw a lock on it. I mean, yeah. Whatever. But there's options. I, I mean, I honestly think, like, it would be sick if they had, like, I don't even know where in the city would be a good spot. Maybe, like, Chinatown. Maybe, like, for what? Quick stop in Brooklyn. Like, if you had, like, a small, like, 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 art studio, like, a place to, like, I don't know, you know, like, maybe Long Island City, something like that would be really mm-hmm. nice. Because then you can just like have all your stuff there. You probably get in New York. I don't know what it goes for. I mean, I'm Long sure Island City's kind of popping right now. Yeah. What one bedrooms are quite expensive there. No, no, no I'm saying I'm saying like like a storage stu- unit, like an art studio. Yeah, like a storage. Like, oh. yeah, but then you have to commute. Like, I know, I know, it takes away. My like ideal is like decent location. Doesn't need to be elite, but like decent location. But like, I can just do all of the things I want to do at home, like record music work ice plunge gym is close by new york's like, like good try like yeah later and like you know they call the west village the new murray hill like getting all that in the west village at a like good rate is next to impossible i mean it's not sure. impossible but it's like really low probability sub five percent it's probably i yeah. feel like the west village to get i mean a studio is easily 35 like yeah and then um even the east villages like the places are so small like everything's i was looking at even like chinatown it's not like you're it's saving that much money like it's, yeah it's, it's probably um so i'm wondering yeah. about the trade-off of like living maybe like in a midtown east or like not murray hill but like yeah I it's just probably like or like a Greenpoint or williamsburg williamsburg wouldn't be that bad just because i have a lot of friends there but like I don't I love it. I know. Well, I think uh, I was going to make a bad joke, but I'll save it for later. Um, facts. It's tough. It's tough. And, you know, inflation, too, just like just added the like pump to every the, the price tag of everything. Mm-hmm. So, Dude, I just wish all my friends would move to Miami. It'd be so much better. Facts. But 
alas, here we are. You got to do an Austin trip. I, I would love to hear your take on Austin. I think I'm sure I'd you'd love be, it. You'd love I just it. like I'm in a spot. Like I just don't want to spend any money right now. I like I don't want to spend anything, and like I can right now, but I just don't. Like I just want to put it away and like. I know. I don't know. I'm very much in a zone, like, and it's kind of weird because mentally, I'm having a hard time like compartmentalizing it because there's a part of me that's just like doesn't feel because I know there's disruption coming up, meaning like moving, I'm going to go to Miami for probably a month, you know, sure. in a few weeks. And I just feel like the jumping around between places kind of gets in the way of like that sit down and do one thing for a long time. Sure. Um, there are some ways to get around it and like, you know, with my job, like with our jobs, those are a lot really location dependent. So it's fine. But, um, Fucks. Yeah. Um, I, well, I feel like we've uh, gone pretty deep on the, the living front. Yeah, we've talked about um, that a lot. I have a something I want to talk about uh, that came up over the last, like I guess, few weeks, but specifically this week was... Mm-hmm. And I, I was speaking with someone on my team about how, like, I felt like I've done probably some of the most senior level work this week as an engineer and it required not writing a single line of code. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, just different than what I expected, but it really, I'll give like a high level because I can't really go into details, but basically Mm -hmm. there was this big, this technical decision that has to be made that spans across like four or five different teams Mm -hmm. and like, there's trade-offs between like making it fit for like engineering versus fit for like the user. And there's like these big trade-offs and like all these different stakeholders. And like my job has been like to like, and I use this quote from this talk I heard is like tame the chaos of mm-hmm. everything. Like get everyone on the same page and be like, okay, what are the technical requirements? And like asking the right questions, putting things together, like making sure the right people are talking. And like the technical work is going to be like quite like, small but it's just like getting to what the decision is is like such a big lift so it's i don't know it's been really cool because it it like is very impactful um but it's not writing code um so just something that's like i don't know i've been reflecting on and thinking about and i feel like counterintuitive for what most people Mm -hmm. would think um in terms of engineering so is it more like coordinating like like syncing between teams, the direction that the code is going to take, like that was the, and like an architecture kind of thing, or is it more just, yeah. Yeah. And like it affects like engineering product, like financial teams, analytics Mm -hmm. teams, like it just spans like so many domains and like there's so many people involved and yeah, it all comes down to like how we will technically like implement it even mm-hmm. though that is not a huge change. Um, but yeah, it's cool. And speaking with my friend who's even more senior engineer and they were like, yep, as like you go up, it's like these become the more impactful and like more important things, like knowing the right questions, like, you know, making sure the goal is not to write code. The goal is to like help the company do mm-hmm. well and make money and like, you know, mm-hmm. so that's been that's exciting. Do yeah, you yeah. feel like like you crossed a, like a chasm, or like it was a phase shift into like a higher level of your career, or it was kind of just like a taste of something that will become a more regular thing moving forward? I think it was a taste, but it was also just like a, a like a like paradigm shift. I don't know. Like if if someone's a quarterback, right, and they're used to playing like normal games, right, but then it's like very different than like a minute left and you're down by three and you have to like score a touchdown. It's like, that's when you find out who is like a good, great quarterback versus good versus bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like one of those where it was like, okay, like this is like kind of like the next step in what comes with that, like tough decisions, like a lot of coordinating. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. And the code just, it's, it's fun. Like the code just becomes like the easy part really. Um, Do you feel like, What's your relationship to like the sort of popular idea of like 
having a thing like as your thing like i'd probably say like music is my thing but i think i was talking to a friend recently and they started like feeling down because like they had watched the movie soul yeah and felt like oh like i don't and soul the movie addresses this right but it's like they were like oh i don't know what my spark is like what my thing is and i don't i, I don't think my take is like I don't, I think that's just like, you know, story, like not yeah. everyone is going to like find something when they're young that they just get obsessed with. But how do you relate to that idea right now? I feel like right now I'm just in like, and I think this reflects in like reading and like what I do generally is just like, what's interesting and like, let me just do that. And like mm-hmm. having a bias towards action and just seeing what I, what I do like, like there's, I do like engineering and i think it's like you know a great like thing to build from um but yeah just exploring things in tech things outside of tech and like creating like this like so i don't think i've like found my spark but i definitely i i and i think this is there's something i wrote down here where it's like not setting goals in terms of like oh i want to have like 25 mil in the bank by like 35 it's like oh i want to have like the ability to take a nap in the middle of the day, spend time with kids and like, you know, be able to like golf every weekend, like a more broad, like wide goal. So I think for me, it's like figuring out what are those like broad things. And I think mm-hmm. I've definitely got a sense that I really enjoy like creating. I really enjoy like collaborating with people. Um, and like, I don't know, I guess it leans toward tech, towards technology. Mm-hmm. What about you? What would you say? I know you music. And my dream, my dream in life I want to be like a mix of like Kevin Parker, Tim Ferriss, and Nassim. Like to me, that's like the dream. Will Naval on top. Will Naval on top too, but like those, like Kevin Parker, in the fact that he's like completely like, like he's very he he's the sole writer of his music and like is, um like highly productive in music and sort of his music like spans like different like bases. Like I know kids who are really into hip hop that love, like I say kids, we're fucking adults now, but like, yeah. like friends of mine who were like hip hop heads who loved him and Paula, you know, like sure. Tim Ferriss because of his like learning ability and like just the way he hacks different areas of life and like the experiences he's had. And then Nassim, because of his, like, how well-read he is and how just elite his, like, intellect is. Sure. And then in terms of, like, life experience, like, I I, I think I, like, I really want to live in, like, an elite New York City loft for at least a few years at some point in my life. Like, an elite loft, though. Facts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just like, I, I was thinking about this last night in bed. Um, as I was going to sleep, like I have like a really like deep fear that there's not enough time to do everything I want to do. And maybe, I mean, there isn't, I mean, but you can do a lot of shit in life though, but I'm just thinking like, I don't know. I'm generally not good at like organizing and planning. Like, like if I was to plan a trip this summer to Europe or something like that would stress me out like trying to figure out the logistics and stuff like that um but it's something i want to do because i haven't really traveled much in my 20s but i don't know there's just mad like shit that i want to do bro and there's like i find one thing i find with like having not having enough time to do things i find often myself other people like are limited by this like belief that there's like this narrative to how things have to go like people are like oh like let's take the trip to europe like oh i have to go book a trip i have to know what i'm gonna do but like literally like tomorrow if you wanted like you could buy a flight mm. and go and just like figure it out figure or, it like out. yeah 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 i don't know or like like that thing i sent you today for about the uh the ufc fighter um francis, francis, francis yeah. yeah like he was like doing this job shoveling sand and he's like i mm. want to be a boxer and like floated across the ocean like i like in no in no one's life is that i mean many people's life but like that is not a, an average story and mm-hmm. i feel like if you're willing to just like break these narratives, like mm-hmm. you can get places so much. much yeah. 
and do more things. With travel, I agree. My thing is like, I want to be good at a lot of different skills, you know? And there's just, to approach like mastery takes, in my mind, it takes, you know, six to 10 years. And even then it's like an endless journey of learning. And if I was to tell you right now, like things I'd want to like gain mastery in, it would just like, there's not enough time. Like obviously songwriting and music, something I've been working on, but then like, I think like doing cinematography for like movies would be elite. Like it'd be so fun. Sure. Like learning jujitsu, like at a very high level would be amazing. Sure. Surfing. I think it's the, the Warren Buff thing is like, right. The 20 the f- things you really want to do and cross out the bottom 15. And, like, yeah. Just focus on the five. Yeah. 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 I have, I have mine. I think like at least at a high level, I think like mine's like build good relationships, work on interesting things, like continue to be like, continue to learn and grow my knowledge base. And then like the last one has been neglected, but like, I don't know, go deeper into like fishing slash outdoors, like, like Mm -hmm. really like enjoy that. Um, You gotta be careful about those ticks though, man. Facts. Apparently Lyme disease is like bordering an epidemic right now. Yeah. Um, what else were we talking about before? I, I, I you were talking that. about the the goals, like broad concepts instead of bullet points. And sure. you were before that you were talking about your senior engineer like experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was something about the when we were talking about like goals. And stuff. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. What What do you think? Do you mind if I ask? Like, yeah, go ahead. So, what do you think is the biggest? If let's say by. May one, I was like, Tamor, I like, you need to make a song that is like, you put on SoundCloud. What do you think are the biggest like blockers to that happening? Starting like the, 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 it's the, it's starting something is the hardest thing. Uh, and what that specifically looks like is like, Oh, my keyboard's over there. My guitar's over there. Like my fucking audio and my wires are in there. Like it's the physical act of getting all that stuff, plugging it in, sitting down is definitely the biggest bottleneck, which sounds stupid to say it out loud, but like there's no shortage of ideas. Like I have 10 years of ideas like that have just been accruing and like ideas come very quickly when I'm playing a lot. I think the fear is like, And, and Pressfield talks about this and Stephen Pressfield talks about this in the war of art. Like when you, when you get over resistance with a capital R and like sit down, you're forced to like contend with the fact that like the grand ideas you have in your head, like what you produce is going to be shit most of the time. And it's sure. like the, the disciplined professional creative life is like just showing up anyway and doing it and doing it and doing it. And then things come out. And I think it's really just, yeah, it's just the starting. Cause I mean, and I think that just, just goes to everything in life. Like when I was building my app, the job search app, it, when I first started it and any time that I wanted to go revise something, it was always like, fuck, like I'm going to sit down and then you come up with some excuse, you do it tomorrow. Sure. sure. And yeah. Um, that's like a big thing. That's probably the biggest thing. Another thing is like feeling mentally scattered because there's a lot of things to focus on right now. Like finding a place to live, like just started a new job and having to devote like a lot of cog- like cognitive energy yeah, yeah. every day to like getting caught up with Scala. Mm-hmm. Um, also like, you know, my girlfriend says this and, and she's a hundred percent right. Like, there is something about being New York, being in New York where there's like, you tell yourself like this week, okay, next week, I'm not going to see as many people, you know, like next week I'm going to sure. stay home and then something comes there's, up. Exactly. Yeah. Like tomorrow I'm going to the, a show with Nick and Steven and mm-hmm. they told me about it on Monday. Like, Hey, we have an extra ticket. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I really like this band. So I'm going to go, but it's like, just that keeps on happening. So. Sure. I think it's just like, I, I think like, I've had this happen. So I just like, since college, like 
sophomore year, it's been like, I've set a goal just to like read a book a week, whether it's like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, like have to finish a book a week. And like, yeah. I, I don't think it's the most, effi- like the most effective way of reading. I will like a hundred percent own up to that. But I think it has been incredibly powerful to keep the habit. Like remember mm-hmm. I said, like a guy at the gym was like, just go to do yoga, something to keep up. Yeah. Habit. Same thing where it's like, sometimes I'm reading like, crap but Mm -hmm. i think like finding having like an arbitrary like quota or like limit to hit is so powerful okay because every week no matter like Mm -hmm. someone passed away like they're you're sick whatever it's like Mm -hmm. always having to do something every week yeah rain wind hail snow i think Mm -hmm. yeah i think 100 percent. it like eventually it it just pays huge dividends i agree and and i have no rebuttal for that at all it's just bad. T- it is like, it, I mean, it's not even bad timing though. Cause you know, like data says the way- it's mad tough. Like it's just, yeah, it's the it first I think it's like, I have a fantasy in my head of like, I just get a place, put my head down and like, that's the next 10 years of my life, you know? And of course, like, that's not how anything ever works out. Sure. Um, but I am, I think I'm just getting conquered by resistance. Like, like Stephen Pressfield talks about, like, and the thing is like, it's really the easiest part of the creative process of writing music. Like the music writing part is not like where I'm like, I can pick up my guitar right now and play for three hours and have zero problem. Like being disciplined about like, oh, I need to learn this. I need to try this. Like, let me try to come up with a new chord progression. Like, I don't have any problem with that. And then the ideas will spawn like, oh, like I can imagine a synth doing this and panning to the right. Sure. Something about like opening up the DAW, the digital audio, digital audio workspace, like Logic, um, which is where you like record and visualize all the different things. Something about that frightens me. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like the fear, like, is it like, like of seeing yourself. Mm-hmm. in a non like whatever like glorified like way like just like mm-hmm. you have to sit down and be like front and center with like the reality of like where things stand and like mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know do you know, you know about that like the bill gates thing where he goes like like one week a year he like flies to like middle His of nowhere week? Stays, yeah yeah and he just like brings a ton of books like no i don't mm-hmm. even think he has like phone or anything like i feel like that'd be cool for like and i'm sure artists do this like just bring guitar or, like Mm-hmm. laptop everything blocked except for like you know things you would need and mm-hmm. like no phone and just like whatever weeks worth of groceries and just like produce shit mm-hmm. like rent a car go up to the other at around it like whatever yeah, i think that'd, that'd be, be chill pretty, pretty sick mm-hmm. yeah i think the next like hurdle that i'm facing right because like before this i was working at my last job and wasn't happy there and like got my mind ready to sort of get a new job and did what I needed to do and like landed in a pretty good position. Um, yeah, it just feels like, I think I don't deal well with when things feel like they're in a bit of a like limbo, like, you know, not wanting to spend less time in Miami than I do, but also like knowing that jumping there and then jumping here, like does incur like a significant cost, like of momentum, like, like a big thing is using the ice plunge. It takes about two to three weeks to really get deep and like start feeling like the mental, like the deep mental benefits of like incredible energy, incredible focus, like calmness, resilience, like all those things. It does take, and like, when I'm only coming home for a month and then going to Miami and then staying there for one or two months, like I think a, a lot is going to change when I, when I get a place that I'm happy with and then like settle down there. Sure. Even if it's just for a year, like not having to bounce around for a year is good. And I'm still going to go to Miami a ton, but. Sure. And there's just, I mean, there's also just this comfort of like having a home base where like, even if you, like, even if you are traveling, like the fact that you have this home base and like you walk mm-hmm. in and it's like, okay, this is home. Like, it, it, I feel like it, it, it doesn't make the traveling disruptions as big. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. The mind feels it calm. Like, I feel like the mind just is calm because it knows this environment. Like, mm-hmm. so that's like the thing. But I also do believe it'll be one of the situations, like you said about tech, like when it rains, it pours. Like, 
but we'll see. Um, I have been recording some music to be fair though, but yeah. it's been more like snippets and sort of like loose ideas. Um, and part of the work is like tying them together and figuring out like what goes with what and stuff. But yeah, to, to sort of segue from there, cause it's interesting. One of the benefits that getting this new sort of level up in my career is affording me is like the ability to go to like really good doctors mm -hmm. and on Andrew Huberman's podcast, his most recent episode was with this doctor called Kyle Gillette. And it's like, he's a physician and it's a master class on like hormones and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And he has like a telemedicine practice and, mm -hmm. um, just you launched it. it. I, I have an appointment with him next week, but I'm like so stoked that like I had this, is it covered by insurance or just no, like it's not, but it's, it's yeah. Um, but I can use my like wellness stipend towards it. So kind okay. of, um, but maybe even as FSA, but yeah. Yeah. Facts. Um, and, I just, after I was thinking about this last night, like when I listened to in college, you remember Charles Poliquin, like I was really yeah. into his shit. Mm -hmm. He said something that I think I didn't take in the best way, but he basically said like, there's a saying in, in medicine, like P equals MD. Like, have you heard that before? Like pass right. equals doctor. Like, you know, if someone gets a C's in all their classes and passes, it's the same thing as like an A plus doctor. Right. So I kind of had sure. this, when I wasn't working at the best job and like, my insurance didn't cover like the most elite doctors. I kind of had this bias against like going to the doctor too much um, because I was like, what are the, I, I just wouldn't, I had a hard time believing that the stuff that they were going to tell me would be the best stuff available. Sure. And that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but now that like I can like prioritize spending on like a really good doctor, I'm really stoked because this is yeah. someone like Huberman said, he's like one of the world's like right most knowledgeable yeah. people on fucking uh, hormones and stuff like that. So I'm like yeah. hoping to see if like, like get like all the right blood tests and like have, cause if you go to like different doctors, you even ask them like what blood yeah, tests like should I get? They're going to tell you all different shit. So right. I want to go to a doctor who's like, no, these are the blood tests and like, just trust. Surprised them. It. Yeah. No, it's a thought. I mean, like in college, like, I don't know, you meet people and there's like a sack and there's someone who is like, whatever, I'm sure like Isaac, that means see? Isaac sack means Isaac. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not there's that that like, person's a ball sack. There's like such a range and like, I don't know, it's just like a power curve. So yeah, I mean, having access to like the best, the best is mm -hmm. like, and I'm sure you'll, you'll feel even stronger about it after the appointment mm -hmm. or I, at least i hope so dude that's one of like the top reasons like to be honest i'm not like getting rich is not the top priority when it comes to like wanting to be successful for me it's really just the network of people who are like just elite in all their different ways you know like for for me like and the freedom obviously the freedom that's, life the, that fr it gives that's my freedom biggest, like, and that's what, that was like in remember Carol has those like questions and it was like, what do you want? And I was like, my name was just like freedom to literally like have control over my time mm -hmm. and day. And, and uh, yeah, I think that that's still holds, holds true. Facts. That is like number one, like Nassim has this quote, like I'm going to, you know, his bed of is like the book of aphorisms. Mm -hmm. He has one that, to paraphrase it's something like you're you're not a truly civilized human being unless you can spend all day accomplishing absolutely nothing and feel zero guilt about it right and i'm like that's a fact yeah i really like that quote yeah i think that fits into what we talked about before like these goals like mm -hmm. 25 mil in the bank who cares but if you can like at any point just like piss away a day and just like mm -hmm. relax and have like yeah no no guilt like can't be mm -hmm. yeah i do feel like like we're we're entering into a very exciting phase of life right now like for sure late 20s but also a very interesting macro environment like it just yeah like a lot of the, a lot of shit's like, happening the ground yeah. is moving yeah it's it's an interesting tectonic uh, the tectonic plates of 
global politics and macroeconomics are kind of sort of having this sort of non-choreographed dance right now and yeah. no one knows where it's going to end up maybe some i wonder do, i don't i wonder if like things like i mean i assume like during the vietnam war other things like it felt like this intense and like I, yeah who knows like how defining at this moment will be um many people think it will be but um yeah but it's yeah. great but i also think i also think everything's relative right like i think if you have valuable skill you're you know a valuable person like similar to what we were talking about before like things will always settle out as they will. And like, mm -hmm. yeah. Facts. Do you think at any time soon you're going to start making videos again? Or do you have any ideas? Like, I think video is more of like, I think I would like to make more. I mean, it's, it's more, it would just be for fun. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't think it's what I would like. I think my time would be, I have higher ROI investing in other things that I enjoy mm -hmm. like equally, but I think it'd be something I'd like to continue doing like uh, to some nice. extent. Um, Do you yeah. feel like you have learned like a fund, like you've gained a fundamental literacy though with like content creation in that medium? I don't know. I mean, that's too, I, I would say I have like a certain base level that I feel like pretty confident that like mm -hmm. I could develop from like after like Flatiron, like I feel like, okay, like I have a good base to like, learn you know the whole a decent base to learn the spectrum of whatever it is that mm -hmm. is tech um and i feel like yeah to some extent like that with, with content but still a noob maybe we brainstorm some stuff that uh maybe we can come up with some content for the pod some fun sure. videos or something sure but, what else uh, you want to talk balaji yeah we can um, we may have to keep things on a little shorter, shorter side today, but, um, mm. we're almost at an hour. We have like, we're 10 minutes away from an hour. Yeah. I mean, so, do you want to, we could do like fire away some questions and then we can, uh, can wrap up. Okay. Yeah, shorter let's, let's, what's like a, should we ask some Tim questions? Like ones we haven't ha asked already? Like we should, let's do the billboard I, question. I, I have one that, that right. the guy at the, at the artist in the park asked me today. He asked me two. One was, um, what have you had to unlearn? Mm. And the other was, what do you worry the most about? Okay. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, I can, uh, I answered them and my, my answer on, on learning was about like setting boundaries. I feel like I grew up and was extremely bad at setting boundaries and like, I don't know. I think I, I got that from my mom and it came from like an extremely like positive place, but I think it was something mm. I, I really had to learn to like set good boundaries um, and obviously still work in progress. And then things that I worry about, it's like what I said was like having the balls to make a, a risky decision that I think I should make. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm okay at that, but I, I'm worried that sometimes like I won't make a big enough move. So those mm -hmm. are my, my two. I think something that I'm unlearning it's, it's a progressive thing, but something that I keep reminding myself is like one of the insights I had in college that I still believe is true is like never trust the conclusions my thinking process comes to if I'm not feeling good or in the bare minimum suspend all judgment or evaluation of judgments I make or conclusions I make psychologically until I'm in a place where I feel like my mental state is clear and I feel good. Sure. So I think the thing that I'm unlearning is like emotions. Our I think em emotion, like I think I, I say it this way, like, I don't know if it's true for other people though. I think it is, but for me, I've observed like oftentimes if I'm not aware of my like internal state, like I think that the world I'm seeing is causing the way I feel, but I think it's actually the opposite. Like right. the way I feel is causing me to see the world a certain way. Yep. And that's very ingrained in my brain, but it is like still a practice that like if I feel shitty or if I don't feel good or like, sure. sure. And if I think I'm it's like, like a, this is water, like mm -hmm. 
it's it's tough to realize that's the yeah. Uh, and the second question was a, a worry about. Yeah, what do you worry most about, or spend the most time worrying about? My biggest worry is that I will just never have enough energy to sort of match my, like to to like basically actualize my potential. Mm-hmm. Like I think like my default I tend towards like not having enough energy in a day. Um, which is why I do all this crazy shit, like fucking dip in nice bond, yeah. 33 degree water twice a day, every single day and go on meditation retreats. And, you know, I don't really drink that much. And right. I, don't know. I feel like one thing I want to like hack in line with that is like, I feel like getting like an elite nutritionist would probably be so fire. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a good investment a high ROI on. Yeah. Mm-hmm interesting on the the energy front yeah that's like the biggest fear i have i i don't really have a lot of fear that when i look at someone like elon and like you and i love elon obviously i see genius and but what i see more than genius is like cognitive energy and that's what i like envy in him way more than like the intellect um Cause I like, I, mean, my, I think it's just both, like both are just at like, yeah. I mean, he's maxed head. out. Like yeah, he's yeah. maxed, you know, like video game characters, you can choose different yeah, stats. Yeah. Like his like energy plus inte- intellect. He must got that be, action like, replay. Exactly. Like it's a cheat code. Yeah. But I'm like happy with my brain and I'm happy with my ideas and like my thinking. And I, I don't ever find myself wishing that I was like, maybe it's, it's stupid. Maybe that reveals some stupidity in me but i don't find myself like wishing for like a better brain i find myself just like dude i just like i just don't have the energy to do this right now and it sure, like, sure. I'm, I'm hoping that seeing this doctor is gonna like improve shit um Fine. but to, to your point your your first thing unlearning uh like learning how to set good boundaries like i've definitely noticed that in you but when do you what sort of was it Neil's book that really made that like apparent to you or had you been thinking about that before? Cause I remember you, um, ta- you started was, talking was, about it a lot when you read his, the truth, right? That book. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it really came to like, it hit me in college with that situation. Sophomore oh year. yeah. 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 I think that was like, it solidified like, okay. Like, I don't know. I, I think it really just solidified the, like the, the, uh, oxygen mask, like, principle like you have to help yourself before you help others and i think like mm. yeah and like that quote that neil has it's like boundaries is where i can love myself and love you at the same time and mm-hmm. i think that just like i don't know clicks in, in deeper levels so and then to your second point kind of similar to the question you asked me earlier just to make sure i got it you said you're worried that maybe you won't have as big of an impact as you want no, it's more of just like having like if I have conviction that like something is the right thing to do, like even if it's like really risky, like just making the decision. So um what do you think you can do to be more like maybe basically more like courageous or like more risk like willing to take risks? What do you I think, think needs a, to switch? I think it's a muscle. I think just like doing it on a smaller scale. And I think eventually it, it snowballs and bigger decisions get easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm like horrible. I just think, I don't it's think like, you are either. I think, you're I just think it's like, it. I think it's just like, like I said before, like really, if there's like a narrative that's just like completely not in line, like just being mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Okay. Going with that. So facts. Yeah. But should we uh, wrap this up? Let me ask you the, uh, the Tim question, yeah. the the billboard question. If you could have a billboard anywhere and it'd be seen by a billion people, what would you want it to say? I have three quotes that I like always repeat to myself, but I'll pick my favorite one, I guess. Um, I think my favorite has always been, as corny as it is, uh, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm. I think... 
I find that like I can process like any event through that lens and it helps me like so much. Um, and I think it, it like, there's like many levels to that, like, and I think it deepened during the retreat. So yeah, I think that would be mine. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah you do learn that on the retreat, like that a lot of us, it, the, it seems like the basic human instinct is to judge good and bad based on our like sort of default instinctual reaction to something. And really that's like the sensations and emotions it produces in our bodies. But like, that's a big unlearning too, right? Like, yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. This thing that, it's... sorry. No, like this thing, any situation that just because something makes you feel bad doesn't mean like that it's a bad thing. Sometimes sure. like our conditioned responses are just coming from whatever place that's like not necessarily a bad thing. I think it, it just, I think I'll do a quick, like, sec on it. Just like the, some of the lessons is just like one, like, like reality is just happening and you're just like a product of reality. Like there are waves in the ocean. Mm -hmm. You're just bobbing along with them. Um, another is like a bad thing can happen, but then that could lead to a good thing. Like, and we see that all the time. Like we get like rejected from this job offer, but then get like mm -hmm. a job offer that's significantly better, but then also like that job offer is great, but then, and you think this is good, but then it ends up being bad because like it restricts you from doing something. Who knew? Like that's another aspect. And then like, yeah, I don't know. Those are like some of the main ones. Uh, what was the other point I was going to make? Um, I don't remember. I'll, I'll, if I think of it, I will uh, come back to it. Lost my train of thought. Facts. What, what, what would, what would yours be? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Go ahead. I'll give you a sec to think too. But it was just that like any event that happens in reality, right? Like something could be like terrible, right? Like let's say like the war in Ukraine, right? Like almost most of the world would say that's horrible, but like to Putin or other people, like this is great, like mm -hmm. to some extent. So I think like any event in reality also has like multiple like good, bad, you mm -hmm. know, qualities depending where you stand. So Facts. Yeah, what would what would your billboard uh, be? Mine is not a quote. And I, I, the most important thing I've learned for myself in my life is that what I want to optimize for above all else is clarity and stillness of mind. Mm -hmm. um, so some way that like the most important thing is clarity and stillness of mind. That would probably mm -hmm. be the number one thing for me. Um, the most powerful and like happy I ever felt was... Not happy, but like purposeful peaceful. and peaceful was after the first retreat. Yeah. And I, I have the inclination to believe, like I believe that with consistent cold, like it brings me to that place. Like that's what I'm seeking, like more than any high or like experience, just that like steadiness. This, and like, this, yeah. this like complete silence internally and like boundless energy, like I, I think you remember when I probably remember when I came back from the retreat, I was like, this is the first time in, that I can remember being able to think extremely like long thoughts slowly and trace back, yep. and trace back like the whole and not expend energy on it. Right. Like I've had this experience where like I can be incredibly cognitively like strong and like focus for long periods of time without like having to exert effort. And that was like the best feeling. Fact. So that's like what I try to optimize for now. Fact. Probably. And I think that goes in line with what you said, you said before, like, like making decisions or taking perspective while you're in like a bad state. It's just like, it's almost a waste of time. Yeah. But if you're like still in calm, like, you know, you can, you can, I don't know, mm -hmm. think and process things very well. Interesting question would be like, what, is there a state that is even better than that, that I haven't experienced yet? Cause I know there are worse states I haven't experienced yet, For sure. like, <laughs> but a better state. I don't, I mean, I'm sure like enlightenment, I guess, but I don't like probably don't, like a bunch of heroin yeah. or something. <laughs> Damn. All right. We're at a, we're at an hour. So we call it. Cool. All right, fam. Much love.
Peace. Good episode. Love to the Blub Gang. We love our listeners. Talk to you next week. Peace. All one listeners. (laughs) Oh, I did the wrong thing.